Hi everybody, I'm Maya, I'm Melissa, and I'm Olivia, and we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight, Twilight phase. Hey! Welcome! I'm happy we're to be here. We're back again. Me too. I had so much fun with this chapter. Oh my god! I don't think I did. We're get we're getting there. Yeah. This, I mean, this is this is it. I mean, yeah, Chapter's this is it, it, but it also doesn't feel like it. Or does yeah, it? like this is like the whole climax. And... Yeah. No, it's not. It's only part of it. I but like you know what I mean. Like but like wait, I mean, this clearly is what we've we feel something. Been waiting this is for this is the fastest we've ever gotten to talking about Twilight. Yeah. In an episode, maybe ever. And in fact, let's put a pin in it. Uh, I have big news for the listeners. You've heard me talk a lot about Survivor over the past year or so. Well, now I'm playing Survivor. (gasps) No, I'm not playing real Survivor. (laughs) That sounds hard. I'm doing an online version of Survivor. <laughs> All of my confessionals that I've been sending in are like, I'm unstoppable, I'm untouchable, <laughs> uh, I'm about to run this game. <laughs> and if hubris comes for me, hubris comes for me, baby. Like, I don't care. Wait, when do So it is with, it's with like real people. It's with real people, not like just a computer game. Yeah. Important real people. to d- explain. Who watches the confessionals? There's yeah. a viewing lounge of people who have played this online version of Survivor before, and like the hosts and their friends. And so it's like a small community of people that are. How many? Can they you know. see your? I don't okay, know. I assume that you can like chat with whoever. All it's all by text. Yeah, it's I mean, all not over, text, but like it's all messaging. over Skype. Yeah, that's hilarious. I know. Um, wow. Can people read all of your conversation? Like. So if you're in Can a the audience one-on-one, read all of that? If you're in a one-on-one conversation, that's just between you and the person you're mm. talking to. Any conversation between you and at least two other people, you have to add the hosts into. Oh, um, I guess so that they can monitor and whatever. I don't know if they take those messages and put them up for people to read, but they could. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. How's yeah. it going? Are you going to win? I like could win. Like it's still you. early to you say. Could. Tomorrow marks the one week one week mark. Uh, no, we're not even a whole weekend yet. I know it feels like I've been. <laughs> How doing often this do you vote people off? Uh, every few days. Oh. Tonight is the second tribal council. Oh my god. Yeah, and oh poor Sadiq tribe. So Sadiq went to tribal first. They voted off Natasha. Sorry, Natasha. I don't know her, but she's gone. The <laughs> very next day, it was announced that someone from their team needed to leave suddenly. Uh-huh. You know, he couldn't keep playing. So yeah. it's like, damn, think about how They're much it must too. suck to be Natasha. Like, <laughs> if you had known that that guy was going to leave, you guys could have just voted him off. Right. Uh, Can you imagine being the first one to leave virtual Survivor? I know. Suck. Okay, but you know what? I think that I could explain it away to myself. I would be like, you know, I just didn't get the chance to show everybody what I could really do. You know, like leaving like like, I was just too busy. Yeah, fair, fair. Then it's like Um, people did know you and they picked you really early. Mm -hmm. 
But I want you guys to feel really bad for a city because they're going back to tribal tonight. So wow. they're going to be down three people versus the other tribes. Wow. How many people is it? How many tribes? Seven is it? people per tribe, three tribes. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. What's your tribe called? We are called Rama. Uh, wow. In our last challenge, it was a scavenger hunt. And you had to take a picture of yourself with the item and you had to write Rama on a piece of paper. Um, and I misspelled it Rami with a heart over the I. So like in all my photos, <laughs> I have my tribe name wrong. <laughs> did they allow your photos or were you they disqualified? Did. They did. <laughs> Although the rules are like kind of intense because one of the rules is no loopholes. What's that so mean? they're like, don't try to be tricky. No loopholes. If you're like, well, technically, they're like, that's a loophole. No loopholes. It's a rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, yeah. I'll be rooting for you. I wish that we could watch it. Thank you. We I know. Well, will we ever be able to watch it? Even when yeah. Did they like put it up after it ends? I think after it ends, we'll be able to watch. <gasps> oh yeah. my god. So that's my video. update. Everybody, please manifest. Uh, <gasps> Can I tell you guys about life balance. how I manifested something today? What did yes. you manifest today, Melissa? Okay, so um, I ordered Popeyes for dinner. Yeah. Because one, I don't enjoy cooking, and two, we have like a bug situation going on in my apartment, <gasps> so I'm ordering Again? way more often Gross. than uh, I normally do tonight. Hang on, do Popeyes. you think it's because of the summer, or is there like something going on? Um, unclear. We're potentially bombing our apartment in, like, two weeks. <laughs> Damn. Um, but, so I ordered Popeyes tonight, and I ordered it, and I, after I put in my order, I was like, no way, I want a drink. And I was so upset that I hadn't remembered to order a drink because I don't have anything besides water in my apartment, and I hate water. And so I went on, and I was like, can I add it? Can I add it? And Uber was like, no, you have to cancel your order and do the whole thing again. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So I was like, fine, I guess I'll go drinkless. But then, lo, 20 minutes later, when it shows up at my door, the man hands me a package and it's two bags. One bag has my food and the other bag has a drink. And I was like, oh my wait, God. Wait, did you manifest wait. it or did you like call Popeyes and no. they were like, we will take pity? No, oh. I didn't call or contact them at all. And in fact, when I, I was like, they must have given me someone else's order, because that's happened. But right. look, the receipt on my food was for Melissa S., me. The receipt on the drink was Melissa S. for <gasps> me. <laughs> so That was like drink, you in another dimension. I, I manifested myself a drink on this order. What was it? Did you, what was the did drink? Did you pay for it? Like, I did, did you not check pay for if it. you paid for it? Yeah, it's an, the drink was not on the receipt, but my receipt was taped to both bags. I manifested myself. What was the drink? A drink. Um, it was like some kind of cherry cola. I mean, it wasn't really what I. I would have feel like for that myself. was made. Okay, what I as soon as you said that you ordered from Popeyes, I remembered the time that I ordered from Popeyes, and I ordered a soda, and they gave me a completely unrelated soda, and I was so upset about it. And I think maybe you received my Did you cola get a from the past. Cola? I might have. Ew, I think it was that? probably a Dr. Pepper, but like it could have <gasps> been a cherry coke. Cherry Dr. Pepper is it. really good. No, I can't drink. I love Dr. a cherry coke. So I think maybe you received 
my drink from the past. No, I think I manifested myself a drink because I really wanted one. I don't see why you couldn't have manifested Olivia's drink, drink from, from the past. past. No, like yeah. Olivia's drink, I was just meant trying to, to connect with that it was in the on the a void. spiritual and friendship I created, level. And I, I created I this drink from nothing. Right. I created it from nothing. We're proud of you. Thank you. Um, speaking of Melissa and drinks, I recently learned about a product that I can't decide if Melissa will be really mad at me for mentioning or perhaps actually be interested in. Um, <laughs> I'm so it's intrigued. this thing that you put on the top of a water bottle that releases a scent that makes you feel like you're Whoa. drinking something that's not water. But I thought that would work. Water. I mean, listen, I'm willing to try it. I don't like water. I know you don't, but I was How thinking maybe you? you hate water so much that you'd be like, no, I, fuck you. Well, I'm not I can, even going to do that. I mean, I'm I'm all for tricking myself. How do you feel about, like, crystal light powder? I mean, it's all right. Yeah, do you like those things? I would like Honestly, I would prefer to drink that over just straight up water. But, like, I still but you don't. would. I would, I would still rather drink nothing. Yeah, you pick nothing. Yeah, I pick nothing. Well, I don't know if this weird product See, the that problem I don't is know the also, name of is I'm not generally than that. a thirsty person. Oh, really? For <laughs> liquid beverages. <laughs> I am thirsty in many other aspects of my life. <laughs> but liquid um, beverages are not one of them. This is off topic, but I just didn't want to forget to acknowledge it. Um, I did fart audibly about a minute and a half ago. And my box didn't light up, but I'm just really curious. I don't know. I didn't notice. It's my turn. I mean, approximately three or four minutes ago, my one of my cats was just yowling and screaming about nothing in the other room. I never hear your cats. It's incredible. I don't know how you don't hear the cats. I'm so interested to hear. I wish I could hear this podcast would be better with if yeah, we could I'm leaving more I'm leaving all of this in. Even the fart. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if listeners can go back and spot it. What if Melissa goes in and edits the fart oh, way so louder? It's, so it's louder. Yeah. I was literally just thinking about that. Today well, I was in like, the what office. Was that? And I was in it, the office yeah. and I went into a like a little conference room that is right near all the people uh, all of my colleagues' desks and like the soundproofing does not even exist. So I went in there and I sat down and I definitely fought, farted audibly. But then I was like, immediately afterwards, I was like, you know this place isn't soundproofed. Like, why would you do that? I bet they could hear you. Okay, also, I almost, I thought that you were saying fucked instead of farted. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? It's also just like glass windows. Yeah, it's all glass. <laughs> What did you do with your face? Did you keep a neutral face? Oh, I don't think anybody could see my face, so it didn't matter. Okay. I think, in fact, that only my boss was sitting down at the time. Oh, great. I will say that whenever I hear anyone fart, like, in public, I always pretend I don't hear it. Yeah, me yeah. too. So, yeah. oh. <laughs> Maybe she had her headphones on. I don't know. I don't know if my roommates can hear me right now. Becky might be in the other room, but I hear them fart all the time. I never say anything. <laughs> wow, what a great roommate. I'm a great roommate. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, 
what what is you there to live say? Your life. Yeah. No. Well, that was my sister would always like say something whenever anyone did anything slightly embarrassing, and you're just like, I can't help all of my bodily functions. Yeah, yeah. I can help really some can. of them sometimes, some of them. but yeah. all, all no, it's too many, too many, too many. Anyway, right. speaking of bodily functions, we, we gotta get to bloodlust. The title <laughs> of the chapter. <laughs> Let me pull up my. I had to renew my Kindle book today. <laughs> How many times have you read? I don't that book? fucking know. It expires every three weeks. Oh, so like a million times. Uh, it's, oh, been yeah, it's been over a year. It's been over a year that you have been constantly renewing. That I want some librarian to notice this and be like, "What the Are fuck you? is wrong?" I want them to contact you. Well, be like, I... "Can I give you five dollars to <laughs> buy this book copy. somewhere else?" You guys remember those like yeah like it's not expensive <laughs> no uh, the, it's not expensive the tweets from like netflix or spot or no spotify where they're like hey you listen to the coco melon song 50 million times <laughs> on okay? repeat you okay <laughs> <laughs> and it'll just be the library calling out that i borrowed this book like 50 times Oh, okay, well, I guess I'm recapping. Oh. <laughs> I did the last two times, I think. No way. Yeah, well, we maybe. asked her to do it because out of it desperation. She had read it recently. That's yeah, true. so I did two times in a row. So it's definitely not me. Okay, bloodlust. So finally, we're in the clearing that Volturi are coming. About and... time. Here they are. We're all on our page. 679 yeah. and honestly they come for like like six pages i think <laughs> they just walk we get a lot of description of how they are walking and how it's both rigid and fluid at the yep. same time yep um but essentially edward reads their minds immediately and is like oh guess what uh, Atticus, what was that? Was that his name? Alistair. <laughs> Atticus. Atticus was right. Uh, they have no intention of listening to us. They would have found, they're going to find some other reason, even if we prove to them that, you know, Renesmee isn't an immortal child. Like, Which is like, up. as we already. Yeah, as expected. we already knew. Yes. Um, but also, they've all, like, come, all the people who they who they thought they were coming, so, like, the Volturi, which I think they said were, like, 30 people. But they've also brought an, quote, audience, which seemed to be a bunch of miscellaneous vampires. Unclear to me where they're from, who they are. But, um, essentially, the whole crowd the Volturi have brought are all looking for some blood today because they obviously have assumed that Renesmee is, is an immortal title, child and everyone should be punished for this because immortal children are terrible. Oh, the um, worst. Children. The worst. <laughs> um, and notably, is it Tanya is with them and she's like, oh my god, I'm so conflicted. Uh, Irina. I believe- Irina. Irina. God damn it. Um she's all like conflicted because she sees tanya on the front line she's like oh my right, god right. no my family's here on the side of the immortal child did they like not talk <laughs> i guess not no <laughs> they don't I believe in not. cell phones i don't know nope um but so the but the Collins are there and they're with 
the wolves. There's also a lot more wolves now. Um, apparently, since there have been a lot of vampires in the area, there's been an uptick in werewolf. Uh, it was kind uh, of awesome. Yeah, but like also they're all Just babies. Came out of nowhere. They're like they're all like baby children. I don't know who any of them all are, but whatever. Um, and so Bella's like, oh my god, I've just sentenced all these people to die. And oh my gosh, the Volturi have no intention of listening to us. I'm so angry. And Ooh, she like so mad. She like reaches into her anger, and all of a sudden she's able to flex and push her her shield like it's nothing. She got over the hump of needing to protect herself, so the, you know, the rubber band back and snapping on her is no longer an issue. Yeah, remember how Bella was bad at something for 45 seconds? That's <laughs> yeah. over. That's that it. It's over. She's perfect again. Um, but essentially, Carlisle attempts to talk to the Volturi. He's like, yo, friend, we're BFFs. Like, why are you doing this? Um, and Aro comes up, and he's like, uh... I can see you have a child there, so I don't really know what you can say. I mean, honestly, understandable. I, yeah. I would not jump to this is a half-human, half-vampire child at any point during this. Um, but essentially, Carlos like, no, you can just literally look by touching one of us. Edward comes up, which uh, Aro kind of arranged because once Aro touches Edward he will also see all of the plans and all of the interactions and he will also be able to read everyone else's mind as Edward is reading their mind I don't know it's so meta it's a little much it is um, but essentially Aro gets the whole story instantly he's like oh my god this is the coolest thing that I've ever seen he's like you're like me Eight. he's like oh my he's like gleeful he's like oh my god i had no idea that this was possible think of the implications you can tell he's getting real evil about it like maybe i can do a whole bunch of immortal chat well half breed children type of situation and you know he does like see the wolves and he does contemplate like maybe i'll have a, a guard of wolves and the wolves get all angry but essentially the vibe is that, okay, Aro believes them about Renesmee. And Renet, he's like asked to see Renesmee. And Renesmee's all cute and lovable, as she always is. And she's like apparently not afraid whatsoever and touches his face. And he sees whatever she shows him. And she's like, don't hurt my family or something like that. And Aro's like, I have no intention of hurting your family. But that's apparently like a bold faced lie. And everyone, all the other vampires are like very offended by this. <laughs> Um, but Aro yeah, the Volturi are like, then why are we here? <laughs> we came to hurt people. What are you talking about? And Aro says something of, we can't, you know, they are innocent of this thing. Ponder some other reason. I don't know. There's a line and the implication was, think on what else we could get them for. <laughs> so the vibe is still danger, danger. Um, but Aro believes everything he sees renesme thinks renesme is dope um no one knows still yet about bella's well i guess aro would have to know about bella's power but he doesn't know that she's like in the past minute gotten complete control over it yeah um but uh yeah i mean isn't that it i think that's it they're gonna yeah. i don't know talk some more Good work. <laughs> that's the end of the chapter i'm gonna 
go ahead and give you a nine because I really oh, enjoyed this chapter and I really enjoyed your recap. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I'll give you an eight. Okay. Thanks, guys. Um, I want to point out that at the beginning, you said that they walk for like six pages, which sounded like an exaggeration. And then I counted it and it's actually six and a half. <laughs> so you are correct. They walk for six pages. It's more interesting than it sounds. Yeah. I, I mean, it felt like three pages instead of yeah. six, but three yeah. pages is still a, a lot. I, I want to defend my enjoyment of this chapter. Um, okay. I really enjoyed this a lot on a sentence level. I there felt were like the good writing, sentences. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I felt like the writing was really fun, especially fun. compared to the previous chapter where I felt yeah. like the writing I did feel like was really lacking. Stephanie felt more in her element here, like describing yeah. the surroundings, the vibe. The yeah. vibes are strong here. That the is a good point. Like, yeah. we've been lacking in vibes. Listen, we got noir vibes. Those yeah, were good. That was dope. Strong vibes. Strong vibes. The whole beginning of this book lacked in vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my professional opinion. <laughs> that's my professional opinion. No vibes. Um, yeah. I mean, she definitely felt in her element here because she was setting up the atmosphere. Like, they were coming out of the trees. Like, even... Okay, I even loved the first sentence of this. I think it might be my best. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I the think you read the whole beginning of this chapter. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> they came with pageantry. <laughs> God damn it, Olivia. You made me mess up. That was the little cough. Fuck you. Sorry. Ah. They came with pageantry, with the kind of beauty. Oh! They came... <laughs> so good! The pageantry word, I just want to kiss the pageantry. That's oh, a great on word. the mouth. <laughs> on the mouth, I want to kiss it. Wow, this is getting weird. Um, okay, but also the, this paragraph then introduces a lot of the contradicting language that I got tripped up on sometimes. Yeah, but, that's true. Uh, they came in a rigid, formal formation. They moved together, but it was not a march. They flowed in perfect synchronicity from the trees, a dark, unbroken shape that seemed to hover a few inches above the white snow. So smooth was the advance. I do, and I really like that paragraph, although I'm, it does hold me up of the, they're rigid and formal versus they're smooth and fluid. But right. like, I, I also like reacted to that. And yet I was on board. I know. It's like, well, yeah, I guess the vampires are all just a bunch of contradictions. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. <laughs> um, am, I, am I keep reading? Up to you. Yeah, I feel like... This whole beginning is pretty good. Yeah, up to, like, even... I mean, I know you don't have a page turn, but to... It was the pace of the Invincible. Like, I feel like all of that is excellent. Oh, it was the pace of the Invincible. That was a good line. Okay, yeah. Yeah. The outer perimeter was gray. The color darkened with each line of bodies until the heart of the formation was deepest black. Every face was cowled, shadowed. The faint brushing sound of their feet was so regular it was like music, a complicated beat that never faltered. At some sign I did not see, or perhaps there was no sign, only millennia of practice, the configuration folded outward. The motion was too stiff, too square, to resemble the opening of a flower, though the color suggested that. It was the opening of a fan, graceful but very angular. The gray-cloaked figures spread to the flanks while the darker forms surged precisely forward in the center, each movement closely controlled. 
Their progress was slow, but deliberate, with no hurry, no tension, no anxiety. It was the pace of the invincible. Okay, I think this is so great. Yeah. But while, like, so distracting that there's this one line that I absolutely hate in the middle of it, Mm -hmm. which is, the motion was too stiff, too square to resemble the opening of a flower, though the color suggested it. The color has been described to me as black and gray. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not, like, all you need is, it was the opening of a fan, graceful, but very angular. Just just cut all that part. And yeah, I don't think you need to tell us what it's, what it's not. not. Right. Yes, which is also what doesn't work about the opening. Right. But it was not a march. Just don't fucking tell me that it's a, not a march. Right, because she's saying, is. this is too stiff to be a flower opening, but when you read it, you read it as just there being too stiff. Like... And when like, I read this, okay, it's a flower, but it's not. But it's not. You think it's, it's like it's like a flower? No, don't imagine no, it's a flower. Not like that. Don't imagine don't it. Think what about did a, you start stop, to stop stupid. thinking about a flower? <laughs> you dumbass. Just find a better metaphor. And she fa- yeah. she did find it. She wrote it down right after. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it was the pace of the invincible was, was pretty good. A good line. Pretty good. It, it was sick. Uh, and the Volturi, as we have mentioned, have brought their own witnesses. Uh, And these witnesses, ostensibly, are people who are so disgusted by the era of the immortal children and who feel the scars and the pain of that era so acutely that to this day, the idea of somebody creating an immortal child is, is like, the most heinous crime that could be committed. So the Volturi... more sense than what I thought, which was just that they, like, told some people... (laughs) That there were some immortal children, and they were like, that's bad, we're coming with you. But your version makes more sense. What I think I would have appreciated in this section is someone retelling the immortal children era from their its disgusting point of view. Because I do feel very disconnected from the idea of the immortal children being, like, so awful and so terrible that they've, you know, hoarded these... They've come in hordes to, like, kill these people. Yeah. Like, it seems bad, but, like, is this bad? We is got it, it at the beginning, but it was, like, pretty impersonal. Right, it's yeah. pretty impersonal. And now we're now we have a bunch of vampires who were around for the immortal children. I feel like the Denali clan anecdote about their mother was supposed to make it feel more personal. Yeah. But, like, I don't know them. Yeah. yeah. And it was also so far away at this point. And it was in the past. Yeah. Like... I just would have. What if wanted some grounding here? Okay, I actually don't know if this would be a good plot addition. I was gonna suggest an era where, like, Rosalie intended to create an immortal child, but then was like stopped at the very last second, and so all this time she has felt thwarted. And the Volturi are like, "No, of course you did this. Rosalie has been on our radar." This whole time. That's interesting. I feel like it it would have had to have been seated, like, way earlier way than earlier. this. Yeah. I think part of the weakness of this book is that all the baby stuff is self-contained in this right. book. in this Which book. is kind of wild because Stephanie knew what she was doing the whole time. Yeah. But, what I like, think... she had to be mega, mega famous in order for them to allow her to <laughs> write and That's publish this book about a baby. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, there's no mention of the baby previously because no one would let her have right. the baby it aspect. Might have, it could have been edited out if she had tried <laughs> yeah. to foreshadow right. it in previous books. <laughs> fair, like, no, fair, we're going to fix that before we get there. And LOL, <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's looking, it's looking bad for our crew, you know? Bella's like, oh, we already had essentially no shot, but now that the Volturi have brought 40 extra people, even if I did disable their strongest fighters, like, we're just going to be drowning in bodies. And she says- I did think it was a good idea of them to bring their own witnesses. It's it's good and bad, right? Because if Renesmee were a legitimate immortal child- then the idea is, like, the Volturi come, they meet out justice, and all of these witnesses go out around the world and they say what the Volturi did was fair and right and the Cullens right. deserved it. Right. However, now all these witnesses are going to see that Renesmee isn't an immortal child, and then if the Volturi are committed to finding some crime or fault with the Cullens anyway, it's not as, like, airtight when those witnesses go out into the world, you know? This is true, but I think that they truly feel invincible, and Aro has so much information. Like, being able to just read somebody's entire life, like, you can find something to twist around. Like, I think they just believe in their own power so absolutely that it's like, of course we can make up a reason. And I think, honestly... And everyone will just believe us because we're the Volturi. If Aro wanted to still make Renesmee, quote, an immortal child, like, he could have been spinning that even after meeting Renesmee. But, like, you know, he did, like, flip completely. He's like, oh, my God. No, she's not an immortal child. She's something completely <laughs> different, and it's wild. But I feel right. like... Right. Like, I feel also, like Aro if he said... Been, like, nah, this is all If wrong. he was like, oh, yes, Renesmee. I see in your mind that you made an immortal child. I don't know why you're so stupid right. to just show me this. You thought that you could trick me, but you right. can't. And then or all like, of them, all the people on their side are like, what like, do you yeah. mean they tricked you? And Aro's like, well, I'm Aro and I know everything. So obviously I mm-hmm. know the truth. Or right. even if you doesn't have to kill. go that far, you know, like. Okay, so she's not an immortal child, but she's something just as bad. She's clearly you something have, monstrous. Yeah, you have violated the spirit right. of the All law. All the people not the there right. already too think dangerous. that the like, Cullens have done something bad. Like, you don't right. have to convince them. No. They'll believe you if you're like, well, they've done something either equally as bad or as bad. You know, it's just like, but, you know, Aro is also kind of undermining himself here by being like, wow. Oh, yeah. I think he's genuinely just like, oh shit. Yeah. Plot twist. It's his, his curatorial instincts. Yes. Right. He immediately is like, something special and I new. Mean, I must have it. He's literally like, I've never heard of this before, which, first of all, is wild. It is wild. And considering also, that there are like, people in like. Yeah, it's more interesting for him that something new has happened to him than like his original plan he can still get the cullens whenever he wants yeah plus anytime he wants to destroy anyone for fun he can do it but you can't find a half human half vampire every day i did think it was a little absurd that aro since i i think i knew we know later like that there are more half human children and like the fact that when bella was pregnant you know her cleaning lady was like 
oh my god, I know about this. Like, this has happened before. The fact that Aro somehow, I don't know, doesn't have any clue about this was wild to me because it's, it's supposed so he's supposed to be all knowing. But I mean, if you are gonna try to hide, if yeah. this happens, yeah. But like, also, you can only hide so much if he touches you and, and he everything knows is laid bare. Ever met? Yeah. Right. So like, I he's wonder... never touched anyone. He's never who's touched ever anyone who's met ever somebody that this who know to. right. I wonder like, if it's going to be explained in the next chapter. Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> um, even though it's kind of skipping ahead, I feel like we should just read that section when Aro, like, realizes, because we're talking about it. Um, okay, so Aro says to Caius, who is pissed. Caius is just, like, slapped Irina. Yeah, like, he he's so hyped to fight and is so disappointed that Aro doesn't want to. Uh, and Aro says... Uh, I add a chapter that stuns me with its improbability. We came expecting only justice and the sadness of false friends, but look what we have gained instead. A new, bright knowledge of ourselves, our possibilities. Our possibilities. That sounds ominous. But, like, he says it in a way that's so, like, sunshiny and uplifting. Like, Look at this beautiful, bright sure. era. But we that's know he in front of us collects people, and yeah, so yeah. I'm instantly... But because we know about him, it's right? Really dark. I think he's actually edge. a very well-written villain. Like he, oh, yeah, is an interestingly manipulative and like effective at spin, basically. Yeah. Like right at the beginning, like you never know. Carlisle does his expect. like hello, old friend. And Aro is like, fair words, Carlisle. They seem out of place considering the army you've assembled to kill me and to kill my dear ones. Which is the literal opposite of what's happening here. Yeah. But you're the one that brought them. But you can like see his version of the truth, you know? Yeah. He like twists it in that perfect way of like, well, you could claim that that's what's happening here. Right. It's just not the reality. Yeah, and Carlisle and Edward both are like, well, if you touch us, you'll know that that's not our intention. And he discounts that because that doesn't fit his narrative. He's like, do I, who cares about intention when that is, in the face that of can what happen. you have done. Right. Which is also, yeah, it's like, yeah, he just okay, makes yeah. reality what he wants to be reality in a very yeah. effective villainy way. It's really too bad that the Volturi weren't a bigger factor in other books because they are such good, like, Aro specifically is such a good villain that if they, like, dipped in and out more frequently, I feel like it'd be fun. He is so, like, interesting also. Like, what is the effect of that kind of power? Yeah. And, like, is knowing everything about a person enough to just, like, have complete power over everybody? I I really wonder if he's bored. Oh, I think he is. Oh, totally. Like, he just seems so excited by the prospect of new information. Yeah. Like, this is genuinely exciting to him. Well, I mean, I think that, like, this kind of information would be exciting to anyone in this world. But... I mean, most of them are terrified of it. And they're like, kill it! That's true. But if they knew, they think it's an immortal child, you know? But still, like, they're mostly awed by it. They're not, like, 
like but the people that meet Renesmee are like oh how wonderful (laughs) sure that's because Renesmee is perfect and lovely yeah but like Aro hasn't even met Renesmee yet and he's like oh my god this is so cool Uh, so why don't we go back to when, you know, Carlisle's like, my old friend, and all of this is happening. They go back and forth for what really almost feels like too long, of the Cullens being like, it's not what you think, and the Volturi being like, clearly it is, and the Cullens being like, listen to us, and the Volturi (laughs) being like, no, you listen to us! (laughs) It's kind of a lot. Uh, and Caius is like, informer! get over here. And Irina's like, uh, you called? <laughs> and Caius is like, is that the child that you saw? And Irina's like, um, so you're not gonna love hearing this. <laughs> that is the child I saw, but she looks different. She has grown. Which it would not be consistent with an immortal child. You know, they wouldn't grow or change or age. Um, and so very quickly, Caius is like so mad and it really betrays how he's not there for the truth. He's there for, like, fun vengeance. Mm -hmm. So then they, like, call Edward. Aro wants to, quote-unquote, talk to Edward, obviously, because he knows everybody else's thoughts. So by touching Edward's hand, he'll just, like, know basically everyone's everything. Um, And so it's... I do want to point out that at this point I was like, oh, so he's going to know the plan about Bella protecting Edward and Renesmee or, like, taking the shield off. I don't remember what the plan is. But I was like, okay, so, like, their only offensive plan is going to be revealed. Well, right, which is why the whole offensive plan details happen in Bella's head. Like, they really didn't ever talk about a complex plan like she's been thinking about taking out like the order that she would take people out or like the shield people against right but like none of that actually has happened within the group i don't think that's why bella was so strategic to not tell edward about her escape plan for yeah jacob right renesme and so edward goes out there right so it's as edward is walking across this expanse that bella her fury and anger just like crystallizes and suddenly it becomes pure power and she throws her shield away from herself and suddenly it's just like oh that's how i do that (laughs) i was just pulling it back to myself the whole time it was just my fault subconsciously now that I don't have to do that, which, by the way, makes no sense because she's, like, holding Renesmee in the most danger that they've ever been in. So I don't know right. why this is the moment that she is no longer self-protective. But she's just so angry. Um, and so she, my shield exploded a good 50 yards out from me effortlessly, taking only a fraction of my concentration. I could feel it flex like just another muscle, obedient to my will. And then suddenly she has this extra power that she definitely didn't have before. She can feel the life force of everything it covered, like, points of bright heat. Since fucking when? Since fucking- And this confused the fuck out of me. Since when? Oh, and by the way, you want to know how long that took? Barely a second. (laughs) Barely a second! (laughs) Which honestly seems too long. Barely a second. Barely. 
Like, she could run faster than her shield. Barely a second <laughs> is still a second. It took a whole second. So, a whole second? She's slacking. Slacking. This was, like, too easy. Yep. Yeah, of course. Way too easy. Yeah. The problem is solved. Everyone's gonna be fine. Uh, the only argument that I see for it is that if this were to happen earlier and, like, be more earned, then Aura would know about it. Right. Because everybody else would know about it. Right. And Unless... I don't know how, then you, maybe that's a corner that she didn't want to write herself into. Maybe it's one of those things where Bella, like, she could add relationship tension back in between Bella and Edward. Like, Bella is flexing this power and realizing what she can do with it and also realizing that it's Edward safer to know. not tell Edward. Right. And so when Edward thinks, like, man, these are our last couple weeks together and my wife, like, doesn't even want to be around me. Right. Like, how, yeah. Yeah. how heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, that could be interesting. That could work. Question. If now that we've solved this problem by Bella not using self-preservation, would Edward now not be able to read her mind while in her I, I remember how that happened. She has to lift it off of herself. But I so thought the like shield is still sense. covering herself. That makes no sense. But I, thought I that's know. One that's how it's written. But like. It, she writes it that like she's able to finally do all of this with her shield because she's not protecting, protecting herself. herself. Right. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. The, like Edward probably should just be able to hear. Her. She does hear like briefly include Edward in the shield, but then he gets to Aro and she's like, "Oh well, actually, this is the whole point of the plan is that he yeah. well, has yeah. to let Aro." I don't know that him, he would have so. noticed slash. There was opportunity for it. It was just a speculation. But, um, yeah. Like, theoretically, he would have been able to hear her. But I don't think that's how it's written. Which is and stupid. then... Aro... Was... Okay, wait. Wait. One more thing. I was very surprised, to be honest, that this happened in reaction to Edward's danger and not Renesmee's. I feel like it only happened with Edward's danger first so that we could establish it because I feel like it would be really hard to establish it in the moment while Well, it could have been like Edward has to carry Renesmee out and Bella hates it, but she lets it happen. Well, the way it's written is that it's not even really about Edward's danger. It's about Bella's own rage. Rage. Because she sees Jane's, like, smug little smile, like, I could hurt Edward if I want to. Right. And it's not that she's like, I need to protect Edward. She's just fucking pissed about Jane's attitude. Which I do like. she's also mad that she has to stay back with Renesmee, and she doesn't want to let Edward go out there alone, but she doesn't want to risk Renesmee. Yeah, and Bella so she feels... is bloodthirsty. Yeah, she is. This whole chapter, she's talking about how she desperately wants to, like, rip people limb from limb. She's snarling. She wants to, like, take her teeth and, like, rip somebody's throat out. I mean, she's we like, were I'm a fucking for more vampire. Vampire instinct from her. Yeah. And we found it. And I will say that if she, if this did happen because of Renesmee, I probably would have been mad that it was, like, cliche superhuman mother strength sure, yeah. and like that was what made her step into her vampire power so yeah i, I, I like that it's angry it. woman strength instead <laughs> <Right>. angry <laughs> woman strength right 
and so then Aro is like, will you introduce me to your daughter? And everybody is like, what? Daughter? <laughs> and Renesmee looks exactly like Edward and exactly like Bella at the same time. They're very clear about that. So I feel like that should be another clue. Let's all put it together, shall we? <laughs> like Jay Jenks figured it out. Jay Jenks! <laughs> so Bella goes out there holding Renesmee. She has this funny little interaction yeah, with, with Felix. Felix. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I was like, okay, I had forgotten about him having a personality or maybe this right. is the first time we see it right i'm pretty sure he is important in new moon at the in new end. moon right yeah. i'm pretty sure that's him i think he Not was like maybe I, like, the guard him. who like walked them to i feel like yeah it's, it's really kind of fun yeah i'm gonna oh, read then... it go ahead oh go ahead oh for a moment we faced each other in silence then felix greeted me in a low aside Hello again, Bella. He grinned cockily while still tracking Jacob's every twitch with his peripheral vision. I smiled wryly at the mountainous vampire. Hey, Felix. You look good. Immortality suits you. Thanks so much. You're welcome. It's too bad. I didn't need Edward's gift to imagine the end. It's too bad we're going to kill you in a sec. Yes, too bad, isn't it? Felix winked. Like, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I love Bella being, like, self-assured and, like cool yeah <laughs> then aro is like yeah it really does suit you it's like you were made for this and she's like mm, thanks like, she's yeah. like yeah i know bella was born to be dead blah blah blah, <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> then renesme shows aro whatever renesme no we don't know what she sh- um, shows him whatever. probably her whole entire life her whole life four months long yeah i'm i'm sure she is showing him memories of being in it's weird because he's at once taking in every thought she's ever right. had and also receiving what she specifically mm, wants to impart to him. Right. Yes. Um, so I'm sure that, you know, he's getting her memories of being inside of Bella. Whoa. Fucking Probably. biting Bella's tit on the way out. <laughs> I'm sure he was like, that was weird of you to do. <laughs> Is that emblematic of your kind? I want to know. And then she's like, please don't kill anybody. And he's like, of course, I would never do that. I would never. Of course not. And then this is where Aro is like, okay, so I'm not killing anybody. But and he looks meaningfully at the wolves. And Edward is like, it does not work that way. So we don't know what Aro has thought, but we intuit. We know it's that, probably shitty. Yeah, his plan is like, <laughs> Oh, look at how the Cullens have subjugated these wolves. Yeah, Edward says they don't don't belong to us, Aro. They don't follow our commands that way. They're here because they want to be. And then Aro says, they seem quite attached to you, though. And your young mate and your family. Loyal. And so Aro values loyalty. And he's like, I am the same as you. (laughs) <laughs> Therefore, if they are loyal to you, obviously they would love to protect me, the center well, I think, of the universe. I think this is also about the imprinting. Like, I think mm, yes, loyalty here to him is like, I now know about imprinting, and that is very interesting. And obviously, he can't manufacture it, but he loves to think that 
he can or yeah. that it will work out for him if he like maybe if I kept trying. Things. Yeah. And uh Edward says he's intrigued with the idea of dot 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 guard dogs. And there's a moment of silence, and then every single wolf, even the new baby wolves, are pissed, snarling, like, they're pawing at the ground, like, let's fight! <laughs> and Aro's like, never mind. <laughs> okay, Just so you thought. wanna... Can't, can't, can't control, control my thoughts. the thoughts that pop into my brain. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> okay, and then I would argue this is, like, one of her least one of her weakest buttons yeah like here in the middle of the climax the word yeah. furry takes it so out so much to discuss aro said his tone suddenly that of an inundated businessman so much to decide if you and your furry protector will excuse me my dear cullens i must confer with my brothers there's like so little tension here for literally the middle of the climax Agreed. so little tension it's like, oh, well, I mean, this could still go south, but, like, seems like it's going kind of okay. Yeah, it's going great. Yeah, that was honestly a terrible button. Uh, it makes me feel like the climax isn't really the climax anymore. I mean, it's, like, interesting. I guess. It is interesting. It doesn't, I mean. I just think the word <laughs> furry is too inherently funny. You know, it's like an <laughs> F sound. It's very rounded. <laughs> and this is supposed to be a sharp, tense a moment where they tense. don't know if they're going to live or die. Right. It's, it's like on a word level, not the right flow. I mean, I even mean this whole chapter. This whole chapter is like definitely interesting. Some like good villainous dialogue it's really fun yeah. to see the volturi dynamics in a different way yeah uh oh we, we didn't mention the wives like, oh the yeah wives are there being wayfish and mentioned. useless in the back yeah. love that there's this kind of weird tension between some of the volturi being so protective of aro uh and others like clearly being so sick of his shit <laughs> it's like kind of a fun dynamic I mean, it's not, there's, there's not really action. The thing no. about Bella's shield is there's like, not know, gonna both, be ex any. both exciting and maybe like anticlimactic in how easy it is. I don't, I don't, I'm very torn about it. That's why it feels the like movie, an anticlimactic climax. It is. That's why the movie had to put in the fake fight oh scene. Oh my God, I know. The fucking movie. Because, I mean, we know what actually happens is so it's a vision. in that movie theater. <laughs> I was like, is this, but are they, what's, but what's, are they just going to like, oh, no, too many people are dying. This has to be fake. This must be, oh, there's too many people. No, too many people are dying. I, they're not changing it this much. Okay, I'm, I guess this must be fake. Is it, are they gonna, okay, yep, yep. I did not it's assume that. it was fake the first time I saw it. You just thought they had, like, completely obliterated yeah. the books? Yeah. Like, I mean, I personally Carlisle. thought that it was a terrible ending. <laughs> that it was badly written. So I was like, oh, okay, they're doing their sure. thing. Cool. <laughs> what, a, what a wild experience that was. I don't even remember it. I don't know if I saw it. I've only theaters? seen that ending. I don't know if I've seen it at all. I've, just I've definitely ended. seen that scene, seen like it, clips yeah. of it. Oh, we gotta keep doing our movie commentaries. Yeah, we do. Oh, I don't think I've do seen it. the Eclipse movie. Oh my so god. I definitely have not. Wow. 
Okay, it's, best sentence, worst so, sentence. So much to do. Um, are, we already read some best sentences. Yeah, we did. I'm going to read another best, though, and it's several sentences. I really enjoyed the writing. Okay. <laughs> so this is Bella describing her rage. I was so maddened I could have danced around the pyre. Well, I need to go back, I guess, to describe the pyre. Okay. Um, <laughs> all I wanted in that moment was the chance to sink my teeth into them, to rip their limbs from their bodies and pile them for burning. I was so maddened I could have danced around the pyre while they roasted alive. I would have laughed while their ashes smoldered. My lips curled back automatically, and a low, fierce snarl tore, tore up my throat from the pit of my stomach. I realized the corners of my mouth were turned up in a smile. Like, it's so... Like, it makes me think of Victoria, you know? Ooh, good call. Like, her, like, feline rage. Was, yeah. I felt like it was really good. I did like this line uh, also about Bella's anger where she says, it says, I could taste madness on my tongue. Like, oh! lovely. Like, you know, she's so enraged that she is reaching a point where it's going to be so all consuming. Madness. Oh! Beautiful. It's so fun. I think my best is probably Aro's line that I already read. They seem out of place considering the army you've assembled to kill me and to kill oh, my dear ones. It was just, like, very well. Yeah, the know. phrasing isn't very like natural perfect, to perfectly us. Perfectly manipulative. Yeah. I think my worst is going to be, it is as if you were designed for this life. Because, I don't know, I don't like the idea that Bella was just destined to die and become a vampire. Like, I feel like I would like it more if she were just, like, an ordinary person who Edward fell in love with. Who made choices. Who made choices. And, <laughs> like, you know, she is in control of her life instead of, like, you know, this was all written in stone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think my ideal is somewhere in the middle. Like, Bella sure. somehow has this sense of destiny, but also the sense that she could choose a different path mm. but she has that's... moments of that with like the yeah. jacob stuff but like she she always says like but it was never a was true never a choice like yeah. it was yes. i had yes. to have edward i needed yes. him more than air you yes. know yes okay my worst is near the beginning when they're still walking <laughs> and so the Volturi are coming towards them the redcoats are coming. The redcoats are coming. Garrett muttered mysteriously to himself and then Mis chuckled once. Mysterious. That's not mysterious. Himself. I know. <laughs> it's not mysterious at all. We all know what he means. Right? Mysteriously. Do we not all, we not all know what he means? Maybe Bella just it's, doesn't. <laughs> maybe the international vampires haven't been keeping up with, like, American history. You know? Very, but, like, I mean, Bella's also... American. So... I mean, yeah, maybe if you were a British vampire, you wouldn't know this specific quote. Okay, maybe. but if you were British, you probably would know it. If you're yeah, from the Amazon, you might not know this one. But, like, I think we all know what Garrett means. And also, it's not funny. So it's I don't also know why he laughs funny. at himself. <laughs> Beautiful. Did you pick a worst yet, Maya? No, I haven't. 
I don't even know if I'm going to. Wow. That's fine. I fully support that. All right, well, tune in next week for the other half of this climax, I guess. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I think there's two more. There are two more chapters of climax, I think. Oh, and then an epilogue? Um, no, the final chapter is titled The Happily Ever After. So there's only three more chapters? Yeah. Well, God, I hope I didn't read the table of contents before reading this book and there is no, have raptor there is no the table of contents only is for the first book and then it just ends and there's no okay well that's not contents. true for the ebook oh. wait doesn't jacob get a table of contents i don't think so i, mean, I think there's just one table partial table of contents in this book which is a really it's weird so choice strange it's a very odd choice but also listen having knowing that this book ends with happily ever after is not a spoiler it is no it's not yes huh it's definitely not a spoiler yes huh like she could like stay a human this whole book and never become a vampire and the last chapter could still be called happily ever after okay jacob gets an epigraph and a preface but no table of contents and then i always forget epigraph that's the beginning for the page as opposed to epitaph epitaph that's for you epitaphs know, are great. on graves here's why i always fuck it up because Epigraph the with a g is not on a grave but... yeah so it should be on a grave yes but it's they not. should just they should just swap, swap them <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right fam thanks for hanging out email us with questions comments and alternative endings deep just dis- deep descriptions of your experience seeing Breaking Dawn in theaters at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. Like, blow by blow did you cry? Your reaction. If you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast. Thank you to our patrons, Melina, Bridget, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Lemmy, Chance, Kings, Gambit, Mary, Melissa, Rachel, Olivia, Sabine, Hannah, and Madeline. You can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Instagram and twilightfacepodcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing is by Melissa Shermer. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bite me. Bye. Bye. We'll see you.